welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Welcome, SAG community. Welcome back to another episode of Sky Women. Today, we are going to chat about cervical cancer, specifically screening for cervical cancer and when your pap smear is abnormal. This is a common question or fear, anxiety provoking when you have an abnormal pap smear. What do I do now? Now, you can go back and listen to episode 62, and we'll make sure that we put that link in the show notes where it talks all about how to keep your cervix fit, what cervical cancer screening looks like. We're going to run through that just very quickly today, women who are 29, 21 to 29 should have a pap test done every three years. So 21 to 29. So cervical cancer screening begins at 21. Between the ages of 30 and 65, we recommend pap tests plus HPV. Okay. And, and then your screening can be done every five years. Now you may say, holy cow, that seems so far apart. Why would that be the case? And the reason is that it takes 10 to 20 years for cervical cancer to develop. That HPV, which we know is what causes cervical cancer, actually has to be persistent over many years for their for cervical cancer to develop. So what do you do whenever you have an abnormal pap smear? You may get a call back with particular recommendations. Now, we have very specific guidelines and how to manage abnormal pap smears, which is amazing. The ASCCP has screening guidelines and management guidelines, and it depends on age, HPV status, your pregnancy status. And we kind of go from there in terms of what your results are and what the follow-up needs to be. So if your provider has recommended that you come in for some biopsies, it's probably because one or two things, either it's a more severe change that they've seen in the cervical cells, because remember that a pap smear is not equivalent to a pelvic exam, okay? Just because you have a pelvic exam does not mean that a pap smear has also been collected. A pap smear is that specific smear of cells that is collected at the time that you may be having a pelvic exam. So these cells are sent to the pathologist and we get information back in terms of what those look like. And so it may be that if you have an abnormal pap and you're in that 21 to 29 category, then that's been reflexed to HPV and knowing whether your HPV is positive or negative helps us to manage those guidelines. Okay, but let's pretend that you have a significant abnormality and your doctor has said you need to come in for a leap or a cold knife cone. And you're like, wait a minute, what? What are we talking about here? A leap stands for loop electrosurgical excision procedure. Okay, so the abbreviation of that is LEAP. And it uses a, a wire loop that's heated by electrical current to remove a portion of cells and tissue in of the cervix. And so the idea is that it can be diagnostic and it also can be a form of treatment for abnormal or cancerous conditions or precancerous conditions. So this allows us 
to get a tissue sample to send to the pathologist to know for certain whether we see a CIN2 or a CIN3 or, or cervical cancer. So precancerous cells or cervical cancer. And remember, the whole reason that we do pap test is to screen for cervical cancer or precancerous cells before we ever have a cancer diagnosis, right? So with the before we get to a leap though, let me back up. We would do a colposcopy. So a colposcopy is where you come into the office, feet up in the stirrups, just like you're going to have a pap test. And we put the speculum in, identify the cervix and apply some acetic acid or vinegar water to that cervix and let it sit for a little bit. And the abnormal cells soak up that vinegar water and turn a bright white. And then we use a, essentially a magnifying we look with a, a scope that magnifies the cells of the cervix and anything that looks suspicious, we biopsy. Those tissue samples go to the pathologist. And if they come back abnormal, that's when we would actually proceed to a leap or a cold knife cone. Now you might say, what do these words mean and why are you using them interchangeably? So a leap is something that can be done in the office. And so you have some local anesthesia. So it may be that your provider applies some numbing medicine to the cervix or injects numbing medicine in the cervix to make sure that that cervix is, is nice and, and numb before getting started. And any cells that appear abnormal, they're going to use that electro electrical charged loop to really kind of dissect that area of abnormality. And my only issue with this is that it's not great for all patients. And that is simply because it can be anxiety producing. Um, there can be a little PTSD after it. The machine itself is, is noisy. And a lot of times patients feel like that they don't have great education around it. And so in that case, then a cold knife cone is an option that is done in the operating suite. Okay. So this is where you would go to day surgery and either have an epidural or um, have general anesthesia and go to sleep for this procedure. And essentially same thing, get up in the stirrups and we are actually able to resect with a knife, the area of the cervix that's abnormal and it's kind of dissected in, in the shape of a cone. And so that's why it's called a cold knife cone. Also because there's no heat applied when you're using your surgical knife. So that is the difference between the two and your uh, doctor will help to kind of identify what is in your best interest, what you might tolerate the best. So let's talk about risk of having a portion of your cervix removed, right? Whether it's with a leap or a cold knife cone, possible complications could be infection or bleeding, changes or scarring of, in the cervix when you remove that tissue. So that could lead to potentially trouble getting pregnant. And then if you do get pregnant, there's a potential for preterm birth or having a low birth weight baby simply because that cervix is not able to hold the pregnancy full term. Now, Typically, we're not resecting a large portion of the cervix or a, a large depth of the cervix, right? It might be, you know, half of or a, a couple of millimeters, right, in depth. So typically, it's not a significant depth, and your cervix is usually more than three centimeters in length. 
And so, but obviously, you know, once you have a baby sitting on your cervix, that compresses over time and shortens over time. So a shortened cervix could be a concern in future pregnancies. So how do you know if you're, if you're ready for a leap? So if your healthcare provider explains all the procedures or all explains the procedure to you and answers your questions, you've signed a consent and given permission for the procedure. Generally, there's no preparation like fasting or sedation to be done if you're coming into the office for this procedure. You do need to let your doctor know if you're sensitive to or allergic to any medicines or latex tape, iodine, or any types of anesthesia. You also need to make sure that you're telling us all medications, even over-the-counter medications and herbal supplements that you are taking. And also we need to know if you have any history of a bleeding disorder or if you're taking any blood thinning medications. Now, hopefully we've gotten all this history and we know this well, but sometimes patients get referred in from uh, midwives or Planned Parenthood or something of that nature specifically for their abnormal pap smear and are needing additional care. You won't want to use tampons, vaginal creams, or medications, absolutely no douching or sex after the procedure. We need to allow that cervix to heal for several weeks. Typically, the leap is or cold neck cone is going to be done when you're not on your menstrual period. And oftentimes, you'll be given a pain reliever, you know, 30 minutes before the procedure if you're having it done in the office. And you'll wear a pad home. So I think I described like what's happening during the LEAP procedure. The humming or blowing sound from the equipment sometimes can be a little nerve up in your nerves. And so some people are kind of upset by that. And so what I typically do is like show the machine to the patient, explain, you know, this is the sound that you're going to hear. This is what to expect. I will tell you my personal preference these days is to do a cold knife comb. And it's because I feel like I get a, a better dissection and it's less anxiety provoking for the patient. So that's, that's just a personal preference, but either is very appropriate. You do, after having a cold knife cone or a leap, you're going to want to let your doctor know if you have bleeding with clots, foul smelling drainage from your vagina, fever or chills or severe abdominal pain. So definitely reasons that you would want to go in and get that checked out. So what's going to happen after you've had this leap or cold knife cone, right? We get these pathology results back and we find out exactly what the pathologist is seeing, whether they see cervical cancer, whether it's a um, cervical interepithelial neoplasia three or two, and that's just a grading of the abnormalities of the cells that we see. And that is going to determine our follow-up as well as whether the margins are clear. So when we're cutting out a portion of abnormal cells, we ideally want to have clear margins, right? Where that entire portion has been removed and we've got some dimension around that that has no abnormal cells. That is ideal. And yes, you will have to have follow-up. And again, it depends specifically on your age, the abnormality, your HPV status, what the final pathology looks like, and whether you have clear margins, okay? So if this came back with a CIN2 or 3, then typically we're going to have closer follow-up. Sometimes it comes back as a mild dysplasia, which is 
you know, it may be a double-edged sword. You may be completely relieved or you may be completely irritated that you had to have this procedure and it wound up to be nothing significant. But in my opinion, better safe than sorry when it comes to cervical cancer screening, because we've made such strides in cervical cancer that, you know, the, the rate of cervical cancer has decreased drastically in the last 50 years because we can screen so early. And, you know, I can't say this without mentioning the HPV vaccine. It's been extended up to the age of 45 that you can get the Gardasil vaccine, which uh, prevents against four types of high risk HPV, which is quite amazing. And it also protects against HPV 6 and 11, which causes genital warts. And I actually said that wrong. It's actually a nine valence. So now it includes seven high-risk HPVs that it protects against and then low-risk HPV type 6 and 11. So it protects against nine types of HPV, which is quite amazing. And you can get uh, the HPV injection if you haven't up until the age of 45, and you can even get it from your health department. So after the procedure, after having a leap, You'll rest for a few minutes um, after the procedure before going home. Like I said, you're going to want to wear a sanitary pad and they're going to provide that for you for because of bleeding. You may have some mild cramping, spotting, dark or black color discharge for several days. And that is totally normal. This is informational only. This is not meant to be any direct medical care because I may be your doctor, but your medical care needs to be personalized to you. Most of the time, I'm not your doctor. And so this is for information only so that you can be prepared. If you have any additional questions about abnormal pap smears or leap or cold neck cone, please send us an email at hello at skywomenshealth.com. And we would be happy to answer those or even do a follow-up episode that addresses some of your important questions and concerns. Until next week, be well. All right, Sky community. Thank you for listening to another episode. This episode was sponsored by Sky Women's Health. As a reminder, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we help relieve back pain and pelvic pain in pregnancy and beyond. If you are pregnant and having pain and you feel like you have no reliable way to relieve it, look us up at skywomenshealth.com request an appointment and we'll call to get you scheduled. As a board certified OB-GYN with a neuromusculoskeletal medicine fellowship, I help you realign with hands-on drug-free treatment and relieve pain on the spot without medication. We'll help you maintain these results through your pregnancy and postpartum period. Every pregnant person deserves this and we are so excited to serve you. You can find us on our website as mentioned or on social at Sky Women's Health or you can call the office at 817-915-9803. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.